Hello, everyone. Welcome to Get in the Garage. We're a music podcast. For music lovers. We have another episode, fun episode, planned for you this week. But before we do, I want to remind you to comment and like and subscribe and share the podcast with all of your friends. Yep. And enemies. And enemies. We are reviewing the brand new album by Marcus King. We are reviewing the brand new album by Muse. We have music news for you like we do every week. And then we are also bringing you the Coldplay album. A Rush of Blood to the Head, 20th anniversary. 20th anniversary. That's the episode. Let's get started. Yeah, here. here. We're fine. I'm beyond the Coldplay album blanked. It was a Rush of Blood to the Head. Yes, I like another... that bass drum at the end. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Luke. Um, yeah, so we got a uh, a great episode planned for you. Also, once again, welcome back, Alex, our producer extraordinaire and brother. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back. Um, cool. Music news. Music news. I can start it if you'd like. Uh, yeah, why don't you hit it off, Michael? Dolly Parton launched. Uh, wigs for dogs uh, brand. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, that's so, thank you. That's I was a, like Dolly Parton charity or something. I, I mean, not, it's a charity could, in a way. I, I guess. could not wait to hear. I was like, I was on wigs I was on for dogs, breath. and it's only yeah. Dolly Parton styled. Yeah, like, it's giant. Called, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can tell you the the. Okay, so there's a couple wigs that are available. Bow Wow Buffon. She does a <laughs> she does a pink, uh, cowgirl hat with a tiara. Uh, a gingham western print two-piece collar and leash combo, um, but it uh, uh, um, percentages of proceeds go to the Willoughby Farms. It's an animal rescue charity, so there is a charitable donation that goes along with this too. The two things you said are not hairstyles. Yeah, well, they are in the world more. of do- they are in the world of doggy parton. Because uh, <laughs> that's the name. I thought they were wigs though for dogs. They are wigs for dogs. But like one of them's a hat and the other one's a leash. Isn't well, a, I mean, isn't a hat a wig by definition? <laughs> <laughs> it might be. I think a wig is a hat. Oh, th- oh, that's actually <laughs> yeah. more true. Yeah. Um, so, good job. Yeah. Look, uh, Alex pulled it up. There you go. Oh, it's okay. No, Dolly there Martin. are wigs. There are. Uh, wigs. Yeah. <laughs> it is a real thing. It's a French bulldog. With Check a, it out. Thank you, Alex, for showing us yeah. that. That was nice. Um, very nice. Yeah. So there you go. So opening opening news. Nice. There you are. I got one for you. Okay. If you, uh, if you want uh, another lawsuit this week. Oh, well, here we go. Okay. Uh, Mickey... Luke's legal corner. <laughs> Luke's legal end. Luke uh, Esquire. <laughs> do you ride motorcycles? Okay. Um, you may be entitled to compensation. Uh, monkeys dr- drummer quotation marks. Oh, Mickey yeah. Dolan sues FBI seeking access to agency's file on the monkeys. At least one FBI informant attended a 1967 monkey show to investigate subliminal messages, quote unquote, in the group's onstage projections. So um, the group famously like toured uh, with Jimi Hendrix, like on one of Hendrix's like first tours. Yeah. Um, and they went around the country when they got back. They were kind of doing this like thing where they showed like uh, student demonstrations and like things of the time. And uh, the FBI had a file on them. And through that file, it was released through the uh, Freedom of Information Act in 2011. Yeah. Um, they were made available to the public. It's been confirmed they're real monkeys. And uh, 
yeah, the FBI agent um, was quoted as saying, during the concert, <laughs> subliminal messages were depicted on the screens, which in the opinion of redacted informant's name, cons- uh, consulted in left-wing intervening of political nature. So... It was it's like slogans to say, like, love one another, and they're like, those goddamn communists. <laughs> know, so that's yes. exactly what this was. And um, so there was a communist. large public dump. Burn shirts with flowers. Yeah, like the Commies. public dump of these files in yeah, 2011. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Mickey Dolenz has been, um, through the Freedom of Information Act, has been trying to get, like, what, why and what happened and they won't release him any more information. Yeah. So he's gone to court, being the only surviving member of the monkeys. He has like rights. When he to walks the in name. the courtroom, it's everyone just goes, "Hey, hey, with the monkeys, those damn dirty apes." That's <laughs> J-, J. Edgar Hoover <laughs> singing in his office. They belong in the zoo. That's where they belong. Those damn dirty apes. It's like <laughs> enemies of the state. <laughs> yeah. They take him behind the curtain, and he gets to go oh see the head God. of J. Edgar Hoover that still talks. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. Oh so um, his head's preserved in the FBI. Um, I thought that cellar. was fascinating and weird, and weird. Um, counterculture to the core. So um, we'll follow up. Turns out the monkeys were rock and roll all along, yeah. being investigated by the FBI. Um, newly announced, I believe, uh, yesterday, uh, coming this fall. Uh, from Giles Martin, the son of acclaimed Beatles producer George Martin. Mm. They are remastering, remixing, reissuing a deluxe version of Revolver. Oh, cool. Which to me is, um, depending on the day, it's either my first or second favorite Beatles album. Yeah. And so that's coming this fall. Just like the Sgt. Pepper's and the White Album one, where it'll have like 500 demos and outtakes yeah. and stuff. Right on. Yeah. Very. That's very exciting. We'll have to I, cover that release. I read um, The Father's Book. Yeah, uh, which is an amazing read. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody should check that book out, and uh, it goes through Revolver so well, and he's like yeah. so like passionate about it. So that's very exciting. Should be a great, yeah. great record remaster. Yeah, this. yeah. Um, I have some fun news in the world of hip hop and children's entertainment. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting mashup, but hear me out. Uh, Snoop Dogg has created a children's uh, YouTube show. What is up with you and Snoop Dogg? You have new <laughs> Snoop news every week. Listen, man, Snoop Loops. This and is now... Michael. This is uh, a Snoop Dogg minute with Michael. Yeah. Um. So he has a new show called Doggy Land. Uh, it's called it's Doggy Land Kids Songs and Nursery Rhymes. Um, and some of the characters' names are Wags. Um. Is this why he has a breakfast cereal? Ch- Chow Wow? Tie-in. Bow- yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, right. So you make the lovable characters, and then the See? Snoop Loop bears are the bears in this show. Snoop knows how to advertise. He knows what he's doing, man. Yeah, so we have Wags, uh, Chow Wow, uh, Bow Wizzle. That's Snoop Dogg's uh, character. Very cool. Uh, Yap Yap, and uh, Barks a lot. <laughs> so Lil Bow Wow the- isn't on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he didn't make the cut. No, he didn't make the cut. It's too obvious. Box. It's too obvious. Um yeah, and he's it's part he's partnered with uh, Cla- uh Claude Brooks. He's the producer and creator of Hip Hop Harry, which is another another program. But um yeah, so go Snoop Dogg, man. I I respect it, man. I respect it. Get that money, man. That's it. Snoop Dogg does. So we'll be on the lookout for that. And it's a children's television show too, yeah. which is pretty cool. So uh I'm I'm planning on watching it at some point very soon, so maybe I'll do like a little review or something like that of it, quick review because I have a 3-year-old, so this mm. is cartoon for the boy yeah right on uh taylor swift uh won a vma for uh video of the year um the vmas happened obviously Mm -hmm. it was a big deal lizzo wore a cool dress 
Um, mm-hmm. Flea said some cool stuff on stage. Yeah. Um, Chad Smith uh, honored Taylor Hawkins. Uh, there was some cool stuff that happened, but Taylor Swift was the real star of the night. She went on stage, won her award for Video of the Year, and then announced that she is going to have a new album out on October 21st, and it's a 13-track album. Uh, Her quote is, the stories of 13 sleepless nights scattered through my life. Um, So it's going to be an exciting new um, era of Taylor Swift, and she did it in this grand way where she got to kind of like take back her thing and be like, this is like me and I'm like owning this moment now that was taken from me a long yeah. time ago in a weird way. And um, now she's like, you know, when the biggest star ever, not that she wasn't when that moment happened either, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. So that's a, uh, that happened enough. Yeah. We're going to cover that album. That comes out. First art, first artist to win the video of the year award three times. Yes. Oh, so she broke a record as well. Yes. Yep. What was the what was the date on the uh, release? Uh, October thirteenth. Oh no, twenty first. Twenty first. Thirteen tracks. Oh, thirteen tracks. Thirteen tracks. October twenty first. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll have to. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely we'll have to. Uh, we'll get that. Yeah. Um, some sad news. Some R.I.P. Oh. Some uh, in memoriam. I'm just glad it's not from Michael. Um, yeah, yeah. I usually deliver the. Um, what's the mm, word? Bad <laughs> the news. bad news. Yeah. Um, n- very notable jazz organist Joey D. Joey D. Francesco from Philadelphia passed away this past week. He was only 51 years old. Um, he was an organ wizard. I just highly recommend YouTube Joey D. Organ, and you'll see a guy like at the top of his game. He um, went to the same performing arts high school as Questlove and the guys from Boys to Men and Christian McBride, the jazz bassist who he actually played with. Um, Joey D was picked by Miles Davis to tour with him in Europe when he was like 16 or 17 years old. So like at that level, you can find YouTube videos of Joey D playing with Miles in Europe, like playing a guitar solo. And he's like, looks like an extra from the early seasons of Full House, like <laughs> just <laughs> ripping. Um, but I, uh, awesome. I, it's like one of those people that come into your life through social media and YouTube videos and stuff. And I would always just see his stuff come across my feed. He was an organ player, but he also played uh, trumpet and saxophone. And it's like, talk about a dude who has been poured his entire life into music and just like naturally gifted at every aspect of it and just a master craftsman. So 51 years old, Joey DeFrancesco. Um, yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Check out the YouTube video. Seriously. Yeah. Um, I have one more. <sighs> Is this your music news? That's my next music news. So go ahead and do it. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Okay. It's so, the same thing. It's going to be, I thought it had to be said because I was going to say, guys, you, we can all relax now because we have confirmation. <laughs> Cradle of Filth, Danny Filth, said the band's Ed Sheer, uh, Sheeran collab is still happening. It's still on. So Okay. So the Ed Sheeran, the Ed Sheeran collab is still on. Yeah. Oh, with, we've all been waiting with for that. With Cradle of Filth. Yeah, we've been waiting. So, Thank uh, God. The, like, what, what would you describe Cradle of Filth as? A goth uh, metal cons- band? They're considered like a symphonic black metal band. So the symphonic black metal band. Yeah, it gets, Cradle it gets in the crosshairs. I, I could, I might actually get hate for even calling them that. It's going to have a, a collab with Ed Sheeran. And um, he said he spoke to Ed recently. Ed just yeah. had a, uh, a baby. So. We're gonna uh, be on the lookout for that. It's one of the wildest Sounds things I've ever heard. The awful. crazy thing, the crazy thing is that like black metal, like okay, you have like the early black metal, which is like Venom and like the pre-black metal. But if we're talking about like Norwegian black metal, which I think is that's what Cradle of Filth is kind of like a sidestep off of. 
Like these, like Norwegian black metal went from like murderers and church burners to like dudes who are collaborating with Ed Sheeran. It's, it's we've bizarre. already spent so thirty bizarre. seconds too much time on this. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying it's like <laughs> it's bizarre Michael, though. What it's Michael bizarre. is saying is that black metal is getting progressive. We're moving. Mm. We're moving forward. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the future and I'm seeing this song uh, being exactly like that Evanescence song <laughs> where she's playing the piano <laughs> and everybody's like a single what, tear. That's yeah. literally what. Break me. Is that <laughs> no, what, the oh, other no, one. No, my immortal. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so there we go. Cradle of film. Waiting we'll... with bated breath. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm good with music news. You guys good? Yes. With music news. Shall note, we move on? Yes. On that note. <laughs> on that note, good night and good luck. <laughs> good night and good luck. Yeah. Okay. So onward we go. On to Jeff. Would you like to uh, bring sure. us into this? Um, this week is the 20th anniversary of the release of Coldplay's second album. It's called A Rush of Blood to the Head. Coldplay's, uh, you know, before the second album was released, they were kind of, you know, they had the big hit. Yellow was a minor radio hit. It appeared on like Now, That's What I'm Talking Music, Volume, whatever it was. Yep. And um, this second album, I just think, is possibly like their greatest achievement. This really broke the band. Um, huge hits. Uh, the Scientist, known for its very cool like single shot reverse uh, music video. And the song that went on to win a bunch of Grammy Awards, including Record of the Year, which was Clocks. Um, I just yep. think it's a great record. I hadn't listened to it in uh, five years. Yeah. Um, and it just brought me back to being 15 years old and playing the shit out of this record. Um, it came out in fall of 2002, See? and they were ubiquitous and everywhere. And uh surprising fact is that out of the bands who ha- whose career have been in this century after t- 2000, which is when their first album came out, they sold the most albums. Out of the bands that started in the 2000s. In 2000. Oh, yeah. They've yeah. sold over 100 million albums. Yeah. Even streams. I mean, I'm looking at streams. And their tours the are like 300 million The Scientist has one billion oh, three hundred and forty nine yeah. million four hundred and forty five thousand five hundred and sixty six yeah. streams. I feel like uh, that is crazy. Over a billion plays on one yeah. song. I feel like uh, on top of this anniversary recovery, mm. Coldplay seems like they're also having like a bit of like a moment too, and like because they keep popping oh, yeah, up with they, like Lizzo and um, yeah. ETS. And, yeah, and yeah. They, they seem to be like very relevant. And they like, just did oh. something with about like relating to Stranger Things. Oh. What was it? Somebody went up and like sang with them and they did like, I think, oh, no, 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 not Stranger Things. They they did a cover with somebody um, of the song that we had covered, the big single that came out. Oh, Running Up the Hill. Was it Running Up the Yeah, thank you. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so they seem like they're really having their like, oh, uh, like I, you know, 20 year, like, and now oh, yeah. everybody's like what we're about to do right now. And everybody's yeah. like, hey, I'm highly influenced by that. Mm. So, yeah. Let's get in. I agree. It, I agree with Jeff. I I put this record on and it was just kind of like I felt like it was like all of a sudden I'm cracking open the my my <laughs> I had this Guinness Book of World Records oh, sure. um, from 2000, the Millennium the Edition. Silver. The I silver. I had it as well. Come on, right? Come on. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I cracked that open all of a sudden. It was it's yeah. it, it it immediately brought me back to the sort of like you know, it's the new millennium. It's like the soundtrack mm-hmm. to like the beginning of a new millennium where things will be like more digital and everything right. is like technology is progressing. But it, with with this sort of like hopefulness, mm-hmm. to, like to the sound, I guess. Does that make any sense? I don't know. Like, yeah, like mm-hmm. the vibe of the record is kind of like 
especially clocks like that song specifically but you're you're right because you clocks know. is like it sounds like what we, that song was everywhere yeah and it sounds yeah. like what we thought the future was gonna mm. sound like you know like uh, we yeah. had like life after love in the 90s and share and like that was futuristic and all that yeah i mean that's tail end but like this that's this sounded fresh and reinvigorated yeah. like music and yeah. especially mm. like that old adult like this is like rides in that indie adult alternative yeah, yeah. Uh, adult contemporary mm -hmm. like uh world and it really reinvigorated that world where like before like adult contemporary i feel like in the 90s was like like um that like song that played of like hey, oh, hey, mm -hmm. oh, hey. and yeah. it was more of like mood music mm -hmm. and then this brought it into something where it had like more of like an artistic like mm -hmm. um singer songwriter bend to it and mm -hmm. I think a lot of people followed suit with it afterwards. Re-listening to it, this album really personified that time. And um, I think what indie music was going to become mm. for the next. Yeah. You know, because a lot of indie bands now, like I was just saying. Sound, yeah, like the folk, sound like folk realm, singer-songwriter realm. And like, this, this album is like, for what you said about some of the things sounding like the future are going to be this album is still like so organic and warm and like there's some like extra layers of keyboards and atmosphere but it does sound like four dudes in a room playing playing the songs like it's not yeah. polished and yeah yeah it's still kind of ragged there's at a lot times. of there's a lot of uh like a lot of reverb you right. can hear like room space room space though, yeah. right 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 yeah. and at, like um especially the drums yeah, yeah. let's take drums like, are very live let's take an album we covered last week that's very dense uh oasis's um oh, sure. be, here be here now yeah. uh, a very dense sounding record this record is different where it's mm. it's open space and yeah. there's space in it and then mm. that was the fresh sound because the 90s was all about how how much can we compress this mm. this record? Like how compressed can it be? Yeah. Where this record gives that like, yeah. like airiness. Yeah. And it right. It, right. Gives it time to breathe. And for that, the album had like a whole the album vibe and a whole vibe mm. all the way down. Yeah. It had like it didn't have like a disjointed like what's this doing here kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and it opens with a with a song that he you know. Um, the story is that he, Chris Martin, wrote the song on September 11th, like when it was that day where every station, you know, BET, MTV, cable news was all playing the footage, and he uh, wrote the song Politic, and um, a good addition to this album worth checking out, which I played to death, is their DVD, I'm sure it's on YouTube or streaming or whatever, of the live 2003, which was um, taken from their tour to support this album. And it's like, it shows a band that was about to be our generation's U2, meaning like mm -hmm. doing these songs are so universal and like emotional and like kind of find a way into everybody's kind of like psyche and heart. Yeah. And it, this... This tour, they were playing. I looked at the like list of dates. They were playing like five thousand to eight thousand person venues, and then like because of how successful this album was, they like the next album they're playing thirty thousand person venues, yeah. and like continue to now. Yeah. Their their average venue size now is forty seven thousand people, <laughs> which is like only soccer and football stadiums. Right. Yeah, that's an arena. So that's... this was like this was made for them to play in large rooms where everybody's connecting. But I think that's the power of this band is like such great songwriting and universal appeal. Um, 
you know, and there's some corniness, just like those bands like you two kind of, you know, when you're singing like anthems and these heartfelt things, people are going to kind of call it corny and stuff. But See, uh, I, I like, I think this album's great. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like in, in the time Coldplay, um, kind of becomes the butt of a joke. Um, 40 year old virgin for that right. one. Yeah, yeah. So they kind of become that thing, but enough time is starting to creak out oh, yeah. where yeah the music stands well it's, it's, it's the same thing with like it's the same thing with you too it's like is you too corny definitely is joshua tree a fabulous album right of course it is right it's like and i'm not even a u2 guy i really don't like you too and yeah, i'm gonna say that know. joshua mm-hmm. tree's a, a it's an amazing record yeah. mm-hmm. has great songs and this is like the next generation of that and just i love like politic like that song yeah. opener it just for sets the whole mood yeah. and it is moody. It's a moody record, but mm. yeah. I, if you I compare this straight like a B to the Joshua tree, it really is like this generation's version of that, like the mood yeah. and what they're communicating, how the songs go and like the singable stuff and the hits and yeah, it got, cause I've been listening to a lot of classic rock radio at work. And when you two does come on at first, like the first week I was like, oh man, but I managed to tell you, like, in between all of those, like, hair metal songs yeah. and stuff, when you do hear that U2 song, it is f- way – it's it's great on, like, so many levels that a lot of that music, like, rock mm-hmm. music isn't. And um, High Watermark, great band, and then it made me listen to their, like, big singles after this record. Mm-hmm. And I went through them, and I loved them, and yeah. I was, like, anthemic about them, mm-hmm. and I wanted to – I enjoyed them mm-hmm. way more – than I did in the time when they came out. So yeah, um, yeah, Coldplay. That first like eight years of the band, especially those yeah. first four albums, are like unassailable. They're they're pretty rock solid. Like the worst song on this album is, I mean, it's better than eighty yeah. percent of the stuff that yeah. I hear now. Um, so. Let's talk about some songs real quick if you want to sure. rattle off some of our favorite songs. And then I thought it would be fun to give it sort of a uh, an in retrospect rating. You know, we rate yeah. all the new stuff, but if like, why don't we start, you know, with anniversaries and stuff? We should do like in retrospect rating now that it's been, we've sure. had time to digest and, you know. Um, but some favorite tracks. Luke, do you have uh, any favorite tracks? Yeah, I liked uh, Green Eyes. Uh, I like mm-hmm. the first song, Politic. Um, and I'm going to go with the giant single clocks because, mm-hmm. like, it reminds me of being I'm gonna use a store reference again. It reminds me of being like in the store with like my mom yeah. grocery shopping and like it just has that nostalgic bend to it. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh Jeff? Um, favorites. Favorites. I love the title track of Russia Blood to the Head. Um I I think In My Place was a great first single and it shows so spacious. And the scientist, man, like Yeah. The scientist is just like yeah. A perf- it's a perfect song. Like, yeah, I agree. I would say The yeah. Scientist for sure, Green Eyes as well is one that I wrote down. Um, and uh, what's the other one? Oh, you wrote down Green Eyes as well? That was like one I, of love green green eyes. Eyes. I love Green I've, Eyes. I've always, yeah. And yeah. Daylight. See, I like the song like, Daylight. Yeah. That I'm was un- cool because that was that's the this. mysticism. Right. That's weird I, one. I, I, yeah. I was I was thinking to myself. I'm listening to. Him, I'm like, what Beatles song does this remind me of? Right. And it's Love You Too. It's it's got yeah. that like yeah. That's it has that scale in it. And you're like, oh okay. So it's like yeah. I dug that. I thought it was kind of like a cool like little wink at the Beatles. You yeah, know, because they are an English band. So it's like this UK thing. Every every like major UK pop artist always like winks at the Beatles. Right. This isn't all like sunshine and like big choruses because politic daylight and a whisper they all kind of sound like they could have been like 
tracks left off of like Kid A by Radiohead and stuff. Like they are yeah, stranger yeah, yeah. and darker. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, cool. a record. Retros- retros- retrospective review or rating? Yeah. Yo. What would you say? I I loved this shit when I was 15. I listened to it again. It this is a 10. This is to me what a yeah. 10 is. Like Yeah. Yeah. It just is. Luca? It just is. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> Eight five. It's just me personally. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's high up there. It's yeah. a, it's a really great record. Yeah, I'd say a nine. Yeah, easy nine, easy nine. Because it's just it's like, I think just because like people who watch this podcast know I am a sucker for nostalgia. I'm I love nostalgia. <laughs> like I'm all about it. It's my thing, you know. And like romanticizing and stuff like that. And this this record brings you back. Brought me back, man. And it made me think about like a very, very specific time and place. I just too, love, so. I love melody and vibes, man. And like, yeah. this just sounds so, so real and like tangible. And the, like the songs yeah. are, you know, they're like Elton John songs. Like, yeah. What can you do? They're just good songs. Yeah. They're just good songs. All right. There you have it. So there's our rating. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with two new music yeah. reviews. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back, everyone, to Get in the Garage. We're the music podcast. For music lovers. Yes. Uh, so now begins the segment of the new album reviews. So we've selected two this week. Luke uh, told you about them earlier, uh, but it's Muse's new album and Marcus King's new album. Luke, would you like to usher us into the Muse review? Yeah, so Muse has a new album. Uh, Muse. It's named Will of the People. It is... Um, an album that they released because their record label Warner Brothers said we want to make a greatest hits album. They said we're not going to do that. So mm-hmm. the concept of this record is the band took all of their kind of styles and progressions that they've gone through in the past 20 years and put together or like rather 22 years, something like that, put together a correlation of all their sounds on mm-hmm. one record. So it's like a new age greatest hits with all new songs. So yeah. um, that being said, it's their probably most political record to date. It has um, themes of revolution and all of that kind of stuff going on with it. It's um, theatrical. It's heavy metal-y. It's like Queen on heavy metal steroids a lot of the time. Yeah. Let's get into this record. Guys, <laughs> what did was, you what did you think of this record? Uh, conflicted, <laughs> conflicted. conflicted. It's because I felt the same way. Very conflicted. Muse isn't um, a band that I like reach out for a lot of the time to listen to. They are something yeah. that I like know about, but really haven't dived into the flavor of. Kind of knew they mm. did like the um, My Chemical Romance Black Parade mm. thing, mm-hmm. like all the time. Yeah, like on steroids. Like that was yeah. their deal all the time yeah i have not listened to muse actively for hmm, 18 years (laughs) like i i mean i know i hear it when it comes into like the modern rock radio like whatever i don't know things that come out um but like i kind of was into it because their influences are it's like queen yeah it's like Luke said, I heard a lot of my my chemical romance type of flavor, which they always have had since they kind of like broke around the same time in the early 2000s. Um, but I think the singing's really good. I think the playing's really good. I think it's like the keyboard layers and all that cool sound stuff is really good. I, I love the, um, it's very over the top. And I, I like bands that like fully commit. Like to me, this is like, oh, 
what if bands like Imagine Dragons didn't bore me to death? <laughs> like, because at least this shit keeps you on your toes and it's like, oh shit. And you can see like this being with laser light shows and yeah. 60,000 people in the stadium and like them playing their like guitars, all their fucking like keyboard, like effect processors on it. Um, it has like some of those straight queen, like I am singing with a piano yeah. type of songs. Uh, Euphoria. That song's like, yeah. Euphoria, right. where he's like blasting in the falsetto. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like that song sounds yeah. like pop punk queen, yeah. which is one of like, it. that's a really cool song. Like yeah. it's a yeah. cool thing to do. This is like Queen 2 taken to an extreme. Like yeah. that album, which is like very proggy and um, kind of like balls to the wall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I liked them in, I think the album was like from 2003. I think it was called Absolution, but that's the one that has like hysteria and uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't name the songs, but it had like three big hits yeah. off of it. And this album, I, I was like, oh, they kind of, they've gotten better and stronger and more bold in that. But like, it's, I'm, I'm kind of glad it seems to be the same band. And the greatest hits idea, this does sound like if you mashed all their greatest hits and, you yeah. know, put out new songs. So. Right. Cause you have like the second song, Common, uh, Commonplace is like, synthy it's like a synthy yeah. jam synth rock and then you have um like won't stand which is like the tempo shifts and mm. it's got that really heavy part like in the middle and the end um for me that i really like that kind of stuff where mm. it switches up it's got like the ballads on it with uh, uh ghost was like one of the ballads with like the triplet piano rolling right. all the way through it i really like that and then um it also had like the the shout out to the girls singing a girl's name as the chorus, uh, Verona, that kind of thing. My, 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 my Verona. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank um, you. So, it, I mean, it had like, you know, a lot of different flavors on it. And it had like the boy girl song. It had like a song where you sang the girl's name. And it also mm. starts off with like this crazy, like political, the will of the people, which. Um, <sighs> Yeah. I'm going to get into this a little bit here. I read like 10 reviews from this album and not one of those reviewers even mentioned the fact that the title, the title track of this record is a um, homage, if you yeah. will, to Marilyn Manson's. Oh, that um, was in every review I read. It like, it like led the review. See, I yeah. read like four or five reviews where I couldn't, oh, okay. where I was like yeah. looking for somebody to say this. I read Mojo, Kerrang!, um, a couple other ones, like bigger names. Like I went down yeah. like the in like in the setting order from like yeah. the Wikipedia page. I yeah. really couldn't find a lot. Now reviewed by Pitchfork though, so we can't get. A I think I was reading rating. the Norwich Bulletin review. Were <laughs> you? I don't know. Um, <laughs> either way, I'm gonna say this. Um, in the light, uh, do yes. I like um beautiful people? Yeah, I do. But yeah. in the light of what's happened, recent allegations, maybe not yeah. homage. Um that and yeah. uh i'm probably just gonna leave it at that i just think it's a little like tone deafy on that mm. part and i thought there was a you could have done that vocal line like a million other ways that weren't that yeah so um but that's like my i have two nitpicks on this record that's one of the nitpicks is i wasn't a fan of that yeah. homage kind of thing and uh secondly i really 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 don't like the song halloween in the middle of this record yeah, I told Luke. The song is called You Make Me Feel Like It's Halloween. I told Luke, how did this go from Lay Miz to fucking Nightmare Before Christmas in like two minutes? 80% of their fan base are goth girls. They gotta give them the breadcrumbs. They're playing to the crowd. 
Listen, I know. I know, like, the whole. I just, even at that, though, even at that, it's not a good song. It's got, like, the crazy. It, yeah, what song did you rides, say it sounds like? It sounds like uh, Anything Can Happen on Halloween sung by, by Tim Curry Thank from, you. like, a really low budget HBO straight, straight original to television. Movie. Jack HBO. Skellington wasn't a co writer on this song. <laughs> no, he's not credited oh. for um, legal reasons. Neither is Marilyn Manson. Warner Brothers. <laughs> But um, so that song is it's oh it's jarring, and it's right in the middle it's, of the album. It's too. right in the middle. It's got like the. It's building to that moment. It's <laughs> it sounds like the it literally. It sounds like Halloween. It sounds like the Halloween Town intro with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. From Disney Channel. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the song. Um, I think it it rides the line of corny and uh crosses right into it. It oh, jumps the yeah. shark. Oh, yeah. It's funny um, what I what I jumps the pumpkin. I was I was talking I was talking. I'm to not Jeff. as mad of it, at it as I was about that Jack White song where um, Q-Tip raps on it. I'm not as aggrieved by oh, it as yeah, that. Yeah, but Jack that White was... is the mayor of Halloween Town. <laughs> but you know, um, surprised he's not a feature. Literally, on this song. you could have like just taken this uh, song off the record, and I think it would have made me enjoy the record yeah. way, yeah. way, way more. Yeah. Just take yeah. it right off. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just or me. bonus track. Those are my yes. Yeah. I was like, why don't you use this as a B side? I, I like, think it's a tie B-side. into the new um, what's the movie with the three witches? Oh, the new Hocus Pocus. Yeah, it, it must be a tie. <laughs> but this is okay. So if we're gonna get really kind of get into it, though, I'm gonna yeah. laugh my ass is, off if the soundtrack comes out and that's it's the closing featured. credits. I'm sorry. Yeah, is, it's closing this credit. is their most political album to date. Yeah, yeah. and. It is on some level. Yeah. On another level, it's not that political at all because it doesn't really say what it's political about or who or for or They're why. They're just like, revolt against what? I haven't gotten there yet. Or against. So, I mean, a couple nitpicks. That's yeah. the, the. Those are the three. The political message is blurry at best. Um, it doesn't shout out to anybody and can be construed in many weird different ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The Halloween song, leave it on the B side and uh, don't homage Marilyn Manson in the yeah. modern era anymore. Yeah. Um, I think those are two, uh, three things that sure. are normal things. Yeah. But other than that, I did really like this record. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. There was um, a couple, I mean, we pick nits, man. That's what uh, we do. We, so we're... we are fucking fucked is one of the, fu- it's a great song. Like, where he's like, yeah. we are fucking fucked. <laughs> it's like, to sing that over like that, be- I was like, that's funny, man. With a Phantom of the Opera mask on. <laughs> we're in a cape. Because that, Jesus, but yeah. that's, but yeah, that's, yeah. I think, all right, so if I could give my at least my two cents, sorry, and then sorry. I'll pass give the gauntlet off to Jeff. Um, I, I, my favorite part of this was the sort of like I'm like, oh, this is a rock opera. Why didn't they just yeah. like do like a stage show that go along with this as have this as like a theme for a rock opera? Because it has like the rebellion and the thing and like the lamezy spirit, if you want to call it that, I guess. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, I love the song uh, Liberation. That was a great tune. I was like, oh yeah, this is like a Queen yeah, opera vibes with the yeah. piano and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff um what is it won't uh won't, won't stand, stand down. down i like that song too man that was cool Rockin'. same thing um yeah. you know um yeah i i enjoyed it and it's digestible it's 37 minutes long it's 10 songs That's, you can get through it it's not like my you're favorite sitting thing here. about it yeah it's not like you're sitting there like oh my god this is like a hour and 20 minute long rock opera thing yeah you it's know not the saying? wall no it's, it's not right not- Thank you. It's not the wall, yeah. But it's, it's, it's so much more like a Queen album in that sense because right. it's 40 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, it, you know, it's interesting. They, they go electronic. They go that sort of, um, you know, they go the Queen rock opera ballady mm-hmm. to the sort of like 
genty like fucking breakdown like they give you that crazy super crunchy drums you know and some cool keyboard stuff that sounds like solo guitar it's not solo guitar but it sounds like it's solo guitar i was listening to i was like is this solo guitar no this is fucking this gotta be keyboard yeah but i think a lot of his stuff he's going through so many processors it might be guitar or it's doubled or it's both, yeah. Yeah. Either or, it's yeah. a it's a um a guitar solo that's yeah. run through um a keyboard MIDI. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Because yeah. that's what it is on his guitar. Yeah. yeah. So that's if I have I guess if I have a complaint, it's that it's just like you should have made this like a rock like if it was a like a stage mm. play just rock lean opera more or something. Yeah, or and lean more it. political and make it more like sort of like yeah, man, like shaking your fist at the man at the bigger you know the thing. Whatever. Well, that will be the tour. Their tours right, are like right. huge spectacles. The tour is going to be like... It's going to be like a, a Roger Waters right, show. It's right. going to be like that thing, like Fight Because it already has been. Yeah. And a lot of their other hits are these, you know, anthemic, like Fight the Power and the Government. And it, like Luke said, it's blurry and it's kind of generalizing, but they still are these like... Yeah. Put your fist up type of right, songs. Right, right. What are some of your... Uh, what are your, uh, Like some of your highlights. We talked to um, quite a few of them, but... I mean, you named the ones that I really liked. Yeah, I, Liberation. Uh, Liberation, Won't Stand Down, um, and Euphoria were my three favorite yeah um i would say won't stand down was like yeah because that one's ripping like i didn't i forgot that this is a rock 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 band like yeah right they like the drums are really crazy on that song some cool drums i wrote on won't stand i wrote cool tempo shifts yeah i was like like the heaviness yeah yeah yeah, because it gets really yeah. like, you know. So, so uh, quick rating. The go around the, go around of, the table. The soundtrack of the revolution <laughs> against, <laughs> against, just against, just against. Luke, what um, are you giving this? Yeah, let's let's rate this bad boy and move on. Six. 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 Okay. Um, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go six and a half. I'll go six and a half. Seven. Six and a half. Seven. I'm saying seven, and um. If the Halloween track was off, it would be a seven and a half or an eight. If the Halloween track was off of this, this would be a seven for me. Yeah, yeah that's likewise. A, that's it would I'm go saying. up too, yeah. But I also do like that one because it's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like Knights of Sidonia is like a, one of the big hits from like 2007. It grows on where it's you like, like an old pump. Where it's you like know? you wrote a song about the Wild West, but it's also surf music and it's nine minutes long. And it's like crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm still on Leave It On The Beat yeah. side. No, me it. too, ultimately. I, I like yeah, it. yeah, yeah. All right. So there we have it. There you have it. Let us know what you think. Do you like this Muse record? Um, okay. Moving on to the second album review. The fourth king of blues music. The fourth king of the blues, um, Marcus King, <laughs> uh, released an album called Young Blood. It is his ooh fourth or fifth. You said fourth. I oh, never said. Oh, I'm nothing. sorry. I don't know. Oh, you said he's the fourth king. I'm sorry. Alex, can you tell us what? Uh, yeah, can you tell us how many records precede this? It's um, blurry because he's made some under his own name and some under the Marcus King Marcus King, king band. band name. Okay, so. I wonder if Spotify has it all. Under, it's all under the same thing on it's Spotify. All the um, so yeah, eleven songs long. It's forty-two minutes and forty-seven seconds long. I really am looking forward to cracking into this record because of the fact that you know um, it's the evolution of the blues. Like not a lot of people are really talking about the blues right now. Gary. Clark Jr. was probably fourth album. Um, Gary Clark Jr. is probably the most uh, recent sort of like of popular yeah. blues, you know. Yeah, Alex? Four albums precede it. It is his fifth album. It's his fifth album. Okay. Oh. Um, and I think the last 
correct me if I'm wrong. Fact check me, Alex. I think the last one, El uh, El Dorado. El Dorado. That one, uh, the award was that the folk best Americana Grammy. Uh, Best Americana Grammy. Yeah, that was in 2020. Yeah. Right. So you know, he's kind of like Gary Clark Jr. They tried to put the "You're the New Blues" guy thing on him, and he was like, Mm. "Oh no, I'm not that guy. You can anyone else. I'm not him." He's just um, doing his own thing. So I think he kind of, I think he shook that label pretty well. From what I kind of am getting from um, the vibe is Marcus King seems like he's the new blues guy that plays guitar. Um, the we've had them, uh, the Stevie Ray Vaughns of the past. Yep. Like they get like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Very popular. Yeah. These virtuoso kind of guitar players that have come. Um, since I'd say about the mid '70s to the '80s, definitely from the '80s on, you have uh, what you have in the blues now is kind of a not so much a artful craft of the blues, um, where you're trying to progress it in some kind of nature, but more of a um, an homage, an to... homage, and a throwback, and a high value on the prodigy skills that you have on the guitar yeah yeah the guitar player is just like you're the featured act you right. go to see this dude like shred over stuff that's easily shred shreddable right over. so having said all that marcus king seems like he's the new dude in those lineups he is bringing a flavor of more i think he's more trying to be an artful form of the blues where he's gonna kind of grow out of it but uh the guitar just being the guitar guy mm. This record to me seems like it's going to be the real. Is he going to make a different record after this, or is it going to be more straight, twelve bar blues kind of music? Right, right. Um, so that's where we are on the crossroads. This is a straight up like blues throwback album. Yeah, but it's it's like, it's like classic rock country version of blues. Yeah, yeah. right. Because it's like, it's closer to the Chris Stapleton songwriting, and even vocally, like he sounds. He sounds like the exact middle between Chris Stapleton and like Anderson Pack's voice, yeah. like because they they all have that like high hissy rasp in their voice, um, and there's a lot of songs on this that like sound like retread seems like you know dismissive, but like retreads of like CCR style songs. Uh, you picked up on that. Uh, I mean, Come how on. could you how not? How could you not? <laughs> Four right. measures you. in, you're like, thank you. <laughs> Down on the body. It's the same fucking song. If we're gonna, like, yeah. if we're gonna shout it out another yeah. one, um, Dark Cloud is kind of literally freeze all right now. Um, like no, yeah, yeah. almost no yeah. Uh, yeah. separation from it. But that's blues and rock music, right? It's all, so you know, derivative in ways. Um, the did I like this album? So we're kind of getting the context of what this kind of record this is. Um, I liked this record. It wasn't like a. Th- like um a thinker for me it's more of just like a good time record it's yeah. it's a good time in it's not like um it's not bob dylan like reciting these like um psychedelic poems over 12 bar blues it's yeah. not that at all yeah. it's just like um but it does have some like heartbreak in it some pain some feeling yeah like mike you were telling me this is like a uh, yeah, breakup so, album for him kind yeah of thing. he like he was like fresh out of a breakup and kind of spiraling into this like you know drugs and alcohol thing and all that stuff so you know he had mentioned in an interview i can't remember who it was with but um that 
he thought this would be the last record he makes, not because he's planning on retiring. He's 26 years old, but because he just thought that he couldn't sustain like this for much longer. Like he was very self-aware of the fact that he was abusing drugs and alcohol and kind of on the self-destructive path. He had this album. And more recently, you know, he uh, he met someone and he's getting married and like he's turned around like his life quick around turnaround. And stuff. a quick turnaround in about a year and a half to two right. years, you know, God and you know, good for him, man. I mean, good for him. My opinion of this record is like, you know, if you listen to Kenny Wayne Shepherd, this album makes sense. If you listen to Johnny Lang, this album makes mm-hmm. sense. It's like the young, you know, white boy blues guitar yeah, player yeah. that's like shreds and like play some stuff. Kenny Wayne Shepherd, definitely along the Stevie Ray Vaughan influence, like heavy, heavy, heavy. The first Johnny Lang album, a bit of that. He plays a telly. He has more like, you know, he has more like that saturated kind of midsy tone to it. But this, this is, is that's what this is. This is just an, like another version of that. Um, there are moments for me, like you had said, where there's like some ripoffs and stuff. There's other moments where things feel a bit stale, feel a bit like, you know, old hat, feel a bit whatever. But if I was just going out on like a random Saturday night with some friends and this band was playing in a bar, I'd be like, man, this dude can fucking rip. Like, this is fun, man. We're having a good time, having a couple drinks. You know, there's some blues music playing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, who is it for? You know, give us the vibe. Who is this for? What is this for? What is This the, you is know? for like, we keep saying blues, but like real blues music is blues where it's like, 12 bar or 16 bar form right these this is this this is just rock music this is general rock music from electric blues yeah um great singer though yeah like just a very good voice very good guitar player um and i think the maybe not lyrically because the lyric stuff is just like a lot of country and rock stuff it's you know it's all been done before Mm -hmm. but um but it has universal appeal appeal and all that but there are some songs that are really you know catch you right away and yeah. stay in your head um so this is for someone who just like really likes that mix of i think a very important thing that white blues which is blues country classic rock yeah because it's just it just is a thing like it's it's not necessarily because of race but it is his background and his culture because you look at gary clark jr gary clark jr mixes in a lot of soul, a lot of R&B, a lot of hip-hop stuff. Yeah, right. and that's, because that's the music, that's the jumbo he grew up you know, and that's eating. Ex- so. That's exactly why he doesn't get placed in that you're the vo- virtuoso guitar player guy now, right? And mm-hmm. he's like, no, because he yeah. doesn't do that. Yeah. This, though, has that the soloing and the... Yeah. Um, I did love, like, the Too Late had, like, a great, like, pop hook of it. Um, like, the first track on the album. like Yeah, great kickoff. Yeah, like for me, mm-hmm. um, I either want him to like lean more into like the medley vibe of what he's doing, mm-hmm. um, and maybe like just grow a little lyrically where he's giving us like, um, maybe some kind of abstract story that you're mm-hmm. not a part of, or um, yeah. a- an idea of something like that, because this is all kind of like surface relationship stuff, and I think he has the capability to really go out there and make some like really interesting like storyteller like maybe like more of a johnny cash vibe in there where you're bringing like the obviously i'm wearing the shirt this is Mm. what i thought of it but like the where you're telling a story thing because this one he's he's close it's Mm. he's close like all the themes are right on because they're all right on with like great classic rock songs um i just want a little more yeah Yeah, and and as, as a guitar player like mike named a couple people that are very deeply indebted to other players he is he kind of just he's chameleon-esque where he yeah yeah he like doesn't... whatever fits the song is the style he's playing because yeah. he played some solos where it's like 
very off kilter and like not trying to be like phrasing directly with the rhythm, but like kind of fighting against it. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the guitar work on the song Aim High, I think that's my favorite song in the album probably because just there's dynamic shifts in that song, but also like that lead guitar, it sounds like it's an octave fuzz of some kind, yep. um, but it's just very like, it just sounds like him. It doesn't sound like he's ripping someone off. Um, the other song I really liked was the song Rescue Me, which was like that sultry, hypnotic, kind of like not mellow like slow, but mellow like the mix just sounded like very squashed yeah. and all of one thing, like a misty kind of feel. Kind of like Santana-ish, when like I, that low-key thing. When I heard Rescue Me, I was like, I kind of want the rest of the record to yeah, be more right. on that vibe. Right. Yeah, that, swamp, that more, swampier. Well, and... it just rem- it gave me like more of like a um original feel from mm. like Marcus King, especially vocally. Like yeah. it, that out that song did it for me. Like what I wanted, kind of more vocally. That was soul. Like yeah, that's, that's yeah, what yeah. man. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Rescue Me really uh, bummed out because like that show is over now. I think, but this, <laughs> this would have been the best. Sorry, fucking Dennis Leary. Song. <laughs> Wouldn't it? I, I was like, he's like, rescue me. That would like, be a good on, title man. song. A good. Yeah, that would have been it, man. Um, yeah. But yeah. 20 that, years too late. Yeah. So I really did like this record. Yeah. It's just like, it's not, um, you know, it's, uh, it's like, it's. We'll I, see where he goes. Yes. It's not yeah. like a fine whiskey. It's like the, bo- it's like the bottom yeah. whiskey, but like, it'll still get you drunk, man. It's still good. Yeah. I hope that, he goes stranger. That's the illusion. Cause, Cause he threw yeah. in some like. You know, some iron butterf- butterfly, yeah. Sabbathy type of stuff at times, and well, that's he does. Really cool. I mean, I don't know if you've seen it, but he does cover Sabbath in his concerts. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. What's up, Alex? Not sure if it was mentioned. It was produced with Black Keys' Dan Auerbach. Oh, okay. Oh, we did not. We yeah, did not I didn't mention know that, that, but that's also very fascinating. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. That's why the fuzz sounds so good. His fuzz sounds so good. It's so like, and he does that thing, yeah, where it's like you said, it's that fuzz octavey thing, but it's that like, I don't know if it would, compression would be the right thing because it's like, well, that's what fuzzes do, like, yeah, they you know, yeah, the shit out and it's just like, oh my god, it's it 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 felt very a la Jack White, you know, except like if Jack White could shred, but that's the thing is I, I think it's more like now, uh, like artists that are doing what Mark, Marcus King is doing is it's it's like okay. The music and the riffs sound familiar to get you in. And then the true signature is on the guitar playing. Like, you hear Eric Johnson, you know it's Eric Johnson. When you hear Joe Bonamassa, somebody who you might consider a contemporary of Marcus King, although he he and Joe Bonamassa and John Mayer are the same age. I don't know if you guys know that. Oh, I knew that. Um, But you know what I'm saying? Like, Joe Bonamassa is kind of doing the more traditional-ish blues, although he did, he, he, he did some rock stuff and a little bit of heavier stuff and some, you know, whatever. Um, but it's like, that's what it is. It's, it's the signature now is like how the guitar player plays, you know what it's I mean? It's a live show. And then, yeah. Seen them live. Yeah. That's where. Right. But it's a good 40 minute album. So. It definitely is. It's yeah. a, uh, Our working man has over a million, uh, streams already. I think this is going to be his big breakthrough, like big, big breakthrough. <clears throat> well, he's a face like, you know, on the internet, like you've seen this guy before. He's a he, main he, mommy. He, he looks like he's. 17 years old he's got the long blonde hair he wears the cowboy shit sometimes he's got a big smile he looks like he's a really nice funny he has, guy he's like the mutton chops too I yeah. think now doesn't he, he? had he's a, like uh, a viral chops. video from um, Norman's Rare Guitars if you're oh, into sure. those videos oh okay alright yeah yeah that's how that's yeah. how he really broke shout out to Norman's Rare Guitars too Norm uh, he, he he 
keeps them. Great huh? videos. Yeah, yeah. Even when he doesn't know their name while he's interviewing them. <laughs> he just had a health, some health <laughs> problems. We, we feel bad for him. We love Norm. Here with Post Malone. <clears throat> yeah, here with what, Post what's, Malone. What's your rating on this one, Luke? Uh, Young Blood by Marcus King. I'm going to give it, um, same thing I gave the Muse record, I'm going to give it a, a six. Um, it's a solid record. It can do more artfully, and he has room to grow. Um, but if you like rock music, this is a great rock music record. I'm just being like, I'm being a critic about it. I'm being critical. This is a fun rock record. It's got a lot going for it. And I like Marcus King. He's a personality I really enjoy as an artist. So that's brings me halfway there to the table. He's such a likable guy. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I would say, uh, you know, for what it is, I'd give it an eight, man. Cause it's mm-hmm. just like, it's just solid. It's, you know, you're like, it's straightforward. It's not trying to put on airs. It's, it's just doing what, you know, the album does what it does. It does it well. And, yeah, guitar playing is amazing. Like, there's no denying that guitar playing is amazing. 7-5. Seven, five. It's seven, jean five. jacket season in about a month. Perfect music to go pick some corn jacket. and do some <laughs> pumpkin patching. <laughs> no, he's just gonna, you're just going to listen to that Muse song on repeat. <laughs> That's pumpkin smashing, oh, not sorry. pumpkin patching. Sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll be wearing sleeveless <clears throat> shirts under my jean jacket. Oh, uh, yeah. Good. Um, all right, cool. So there you have it. Um, I did want to share one fun piece of uh, late music news before we send off. Just the tip of the hat to the <laughs> the song "Dope Smoker." A tip, of, tip of the bong from the. Thank you. That's what it is. A tip <laughs> of the bong to um, Sleep's album "Dope Smoker," which is celebrating an anniversary, I believe, this year. And they're I don't, doing. I don't a, even think it's no. celebrating oh, an anniversary. Oh no! Oh no! No, they're it's, just it's doing just a, a, a re-release, remix, remaster of re-issue. the record, and there are pot leaves pressed in the vinyl, so that's yeah. always fun. Yeah, it definitely got... give it a listen if you want to hear 53 minutes of sludgy doom metal. One track, 53 minutes. Um, this is their third album. This is the album like they made, and then it was shelved by the record label for like three years, and released with a different name, with a mix that the band didn't approve of, and like the whole process kind of broke up the band. They reconvened later on, but um, yeah, it's like this. <laughs> 53 minutes it's one track but you can tell it's like there's eight sections of yeah, it there's so it's an album but stuff, they just yeah. want it to be one thing um it's like the high water mark of 90s stoner rock I, stoner metal or whatever you want to call it yeah, yeah. it's uh yeah. it's very long it's it's uh the original name of this when it was released was jerusalem, jerusalem. oh yeah which is very strange yeah. and then uh when it was finally re-released with like the band's like stamp on it got the original name dope smoker yeah. back to it yeah um i think jack white just released a press of this as well if i'm not mistaken because that's who bought it the rights was third man records yes. oh, all right, um all right. so buy the vinyl if you like break it up and crush it you can smoke it the leaves get you high? But no, it, the we need, we need, a, we need Yeah, we need to run an uh, ad, uh, advisory. Under- <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Alex is like, do not do that. Yeah, do, not do not recommend. Do no, do not recommend. We are, uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's been getting the garage. Let us know what you think. Do you share uh, certain views and opinions voiced on this podcast? And then also... <laughs> It's the it's the uh, it's not the uh, content you want. It's the content you deserve. Oh, well, we haven't used that one in a long time. Uh, it's been a while since we right. used that one. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all your friends. Rate us on Apple, iTunes, i podcast, whatever. iPods, iPods. Listen to us on your iPhone. Listen to us on your iPhone or Android devices too. You know you can find us on there too. Anyway, until next week, guys. Uh, check your zooms. This has been getting hey, garage. Have a good week at school. Have a good week at school. <laughs> bye bye.
This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.